Well, hey, good evening, everybody. It's great to see you tonight. Why don't y'all stand? We're going to worship the Lord. Amen.
All right, thanks so much for coming to the night of prayer and worship. You can have a seat. You guys excited to be here? Well, you guys are officially the frozen chosen. So when it's five degrees out and you're at church, that's pretty awesome. So thanks so much for being here. We also want to welcome everybody streaming online as well. It's uh, great uh, to have you out. And we wanted to start off the night of prayer and worship uh, with a testimony. I've asked Trent Howard to come and share uh, what God has done in his life, uh, how he came to know Christ uh, as a Savior, what was going on in his life that led him to Christ, and and what God is doing now. And we know from the book of Revelations uh, that Satan, the enemy, is overcome by the word of their testimony. And so reflect about what God has done in your life uh, as well. So so Trent and his wife attend here at RMC. We're blessed to have them be a part of our, our church family. So would you welcome Trent Howard? Well, hello. Well, this is a nice microphone. Really bright lights. Um, yeah, my name is Trent Howard. Um, I'm excited to just be able to share my testimony with you guys. Um, I'll try to not go any, down any rabbit holes and <laughs> keep you guys in your worship and everything. But um, So I've actually been coming to Rocky Mountain since I think I must have been like five or six years old before it was in this building. It used to be across the street um, by Harmony Bowl in a tiny little shopping center, and um, uh, Donnie remembers me, but um, I, uh, I grew up in a Christian, um, Christian home. Uh, my parents were divorced, um, but both were believers, um, grew up um, going to church every Sunday, Sunday school, those types of things, um, but I never really, like, knew Jesus, right, like, throughout a majority of my life. I knew what he had done for me, right? I knew that he had died on the cross. I knew that those things were facts, but I hadn't really um, ever figured out what that did for me, right? As far as like finding my identity through that. Um, So I got baptized when I was 13 years old. Um, Eric actually baptized me. He was my youth pastor. So he's been uh, a witness to a lot of what I'm going to share tonight. Um, so after I got baptized, that's kind of like when I started doing bad, <laughs> which is, um, I think that happens to a lot of people. I think the enemy really started attacking me at a young age. Um, I grew up with a huge problem of comparison. Um, and that was before like social media, right? So I can only imagine what it's like now. But um, comparing myself to my older brother, um, you know, superstar athlete, way like I'm a pretty big guy and he's like really big but you know full ride scholarship and it wasn't anybody's fault that I compared myself to him but I felt like a false expectation that I needed to be just like him and I wasn't living up to that um so I always felt kind of smaller weaker um I had this voice which I later figured out was the enemy that was always telling me like you'll never be enough um you're not good enough at that um and and telling me these lies so I grew up um, just really having a bad self-image. Um, then later on, um, kind of through high school, I um, started getting into some, some fights and getting in a little bit of trouble and stuff, and I got a lot of affirmation from that. Um, hanging out with, like, a different crowd of people. And I was an athlete and everything like that, but um, 
I felt fulfilled by people being fearful of me. Um, which is like just so weird to talk about now because I'm so much different. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, uh, I would get a lot of affirmation from, from people being fearful of me, um, of feeling like the tough guy. So I had like this persona, this chip on my shoulder. Really deep down inside, I was just sad. <laughs> but uh, instead of wanting to feel sad, I think I just turned that sadness into anger um, and took it out on a lot of people. So through high school, I mean, I ended up graduating. I always did pretty good with school and decent grades. Um, went to college for a little bit. Um, and then about when I was 20 to 21, I started struggling really bad with depression. Um, started drinking really heavily, um, like really heavily. I was uh, probably a, like a handle of vodka a day. This isn't going to be G, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, was, I was heavily drinking, um, and the enemy was just really attacking me. I, uh, I just looked in the mirror, and I hated what I saw. Um, I had stepped far away from the Lord. I questioned if he was real. I thought that if God was real, why would I feel the way, I, the way that I do? Um, so I actually ended up having three really bad suicide attempts. Um, and the second one in particular was probably the most substantial, I guess would be a good word. Um, I was out at a bar, and I had been drinking a lot and I got kicked out for fighting and uh, I was walking home and uh, I was calling a whole bunch of people for a ride and I couldn't get a hold of anybody so I called my dad and he didn't answer but <laughs> but it was like three o'clock in the morning so um, before I hung up I guess I didn't hang up and I put my phone in my pocket and it left him a voicemail so I had gone home <clears throat> Or I guess I walked to my truck, and I got to my truck, and I drove home, and I remember just being, like, really upset, and I, like, I can't really remember if it was intentional or not, but I flipped my truck and got a DUI. Um, then I walked home from the hospital, and I slipped my wrists. Um, so I have huge scars that go all the way up my arms. One of the reasons I have so many tattoos. <laughs> um, but I think I lost a majority of the blood I had. Um, and so my dad woke up in the morning and uh, he checked his voicemail and it just sounded like swishing in your pocket or he didn't know quite what it was, but he said that there's never been a force telling him that he needed to go check on me. And like, it was just this feeling. So he drove to my house and he ended up finding me probably just in the nick of time. Um, and so I lived through that um, and then later overdosed a couple months later. Um, excuse me. So I was still really angry. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure why I was still here. Um, so I went just down an even worse path um, instead of kind of seeing the Lord at work, right? And I mean, I kind of did did what I could, but, you know, he has final say, and so he kept me around, which I'm grateful for now. Um, so I ended up getting into a lot harder drugs um, and self-medicating, and I think that I was just trying to get whatever feelings to go away, um, and that's what I thought would work. So 
Um, I was injecting hard drugs and drinking and got involved with even a worse association and um, started committing worse crimes and was just becoming more and more violent and I actually ended up doing a handful of years incarcerated in prison and um, it was tough to change in prison because um, it's just really it's really hard to uh, carry yourself a certain way so you don't get um, preyed upon I guess would be a good word um, but I did my best and um, you know I started kind of reading the word in there a little bit and I remember just starting to pray to God because I had figured out that like I had no one to blame but really myself and I was just tired of tired of trying to cover up all this pain and all these things with anger and with outlashing and I remember talking or I guess I wasn't really hearing his voice yet but I was praying um, and uh, I just started asking him to make me into a better person. I didn't want to be the same person I was anymore. Um, but I would still have like really bad outbursts in it with anger. Like if I could explain to you like, like Hulk smash, like zero to just, and I, I didn't know how to contain that or where that was coming from. Um, and I remember just asking or telling God, right? Like, I really want to change, but I just can't help this. I can't help it. And just telling him, like, I can't help being mad all the time. I can't help, you know, wanting to, like, hurt. I can't, I can't help it. And he said, I know you can't. I can. <laughs> and um, it was at that point I kind of figured out that, like, I have, I can't. I, I was, you know, admitting that I couldn't help it and that that comes from, or, he, he was going to be able to kind of relieve me from those things. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, my fourth year incarcerated, um, I got, I rededicated my life to Christ. And um, so I went to prison when I was 24 years old, and I got released when I was 28. Um, and since then, uh, it's been a work in progress, but you can't cook a turkey in a microwave. So I've just been diligently seeking the Lord. Um, and I just look back and I feel, I feel like through life, I was like, I like to work out. So I'm going to use that analogy. But like I'm laying on this bench press and like every lie that the enemy was telling me was like just throwing on like another 25 pounds, another 25 pounds. And I'm like, I'm trying to push this weight off myself. And like I have, like there's like a thousand pounds on there. Like I have no hope and pushing that off and then once I realized who I am in Christ and that his righteousness has been accounted for mine and when God looks at me he doesn't see a ex-con drug addict you know criminal you know he sees Jesus because that's who's in me and um now uh now that I have been working on my relationship with God, it's like, or with Jesus, you know, and it's like, it's like he's my spotter. So whenever that weight gets real heavy, like I know that I'm just going to push as hard as I can and he's going to 
he's just going to keep tapping the bar like as much as he needs to to help me grow instead of go through it he helps me grow through it so um but now i'm uh eight years clean and sober without a drug or a drink um i'm i've been married for just over three years to this beautiful woman in the front um who has definitely helped keep me grounded. Um, I'm a business owner and um, I'm self-employed. I run a painting company. I have an awesome relationship with my parents and my brothers and my entire family. And um, it's just, I never thought that my life would look what it looks, look how it does now. And I'm just grateful to uh, continue to impact and uh, just go where the Lord calls me. But that's about all I got, so. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? I love that. You can't uh, cook a turkey in a microwave. So I think God is really uh, speaking to us uh, through uh, Trent and leading us into this next uh, time of prayer. And I don't know about you, but I can uh, relate to what he's saying and and feel that a lot where you just got all this weight on you and you're trying to, to push it off and just seems to crush you all, all the more and wrestling uh, with our sin and, there may be some things that Trent said that just resonated with you where you're like, man, I, God, I've been trying to change in this area, and I can't. I can't. And Jesus speaking to you that it's going to be him that does it in our hearts and our lives. And so as we enter back into worship, uh, let's, let's turn our attention to the Lord and allow him to search us and, and know us and to draw us near to him. Uh, and also Trent really focused on the power of the gospel We've been studying the book of Romans together. Romans 1.17 says the just shall live by faith. And, and really examining once again that it's through what Jesus has done. You know, how do you see yourself? You might see all of your sin, all of your shortcomings, all the lies and condemnation of the enemy. But if you're a believer in Christ and you believe that Jesus died for you and rose again, you are forgiven. You're, you're justified. You're a new creation in Christ and allow that to be confirmed in your heart and, and in your mind. And, and maybe for some, as you heard Trent share, you're like, man, I, I don't know the Lord. You know, I've, I've grown up in the church or been around the things of God, but, but I don't really know Jesus. And, and tonight's the night to really search him out. Or, man, tonight's the night that I need to surrender myself uh, back to, to Christ. You know, here at the church, uh, we're playing worship in the PA system all day, and it seemed like as I was walking around the church, every worship song was about surrendering all to the Lord. And I'm like, okay, God, I think you're getting my attention. You know, you're wanting me to to surrender completely uh, to you. And man, this is the night. This is the night that God has set up uh, for us to to draw near to Him, to hear from Him. You know, and as we wrestle uh, with sin, to meet with Christ and to confess those things and allow Him to bring us deeper into His uh, forgiveness and and also, too, if you've got things that are weighing on your hearts that you came in to, to pray about, I'd encourage you just find a, a quiet place in the sanctuary, get on your knees uh, before the Lord, and just begin to, to cry out uh, to the Lord as we go back into uh, worship. You know, grab 
someone sit next to you, uh, two or three people say, hey, let's pray together and and let's go before the Lord because this is really on my heart. So let's stand together. I'll pray for us and we'll enter back into uh, worship and and prayer. So Jesus, we want to thank you that you're our Savior, that you do for us what we can't do uh, on our own and you save us from our sins and we're under the weight of our sin and Lord, we all have areas in our lives tonight that are, that are broken, that we can't change, that we, we've tried to change in the past. And, and Jesus, would you lift that off of us? Would you lift the weight of sin? And Lord, also would we be patient as it is a, is a, prog- a process. We're a work in progress. But you're going to be faithful to finish that, that good work that you've started in us. Lord, I pray for just specific people tonight that came in with the weight of their sin and discouragement and the lies of the enemy. And would you, would you minister to them? Would you encourage them? Or would you remind us of the gospel that you took our sin and gave us your righteousness and we're robed in your, your righteousness? Thank you for this uh, extended time where we can wait upon you, draw near to you, give you our concerns, intercede on the behalf of others. So Lord, would you lead us in worship? Lord, would you lead the worship team? Holy Spirit, would you come and and really move and bless this time? So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. So just encourage you to do business with the Lord tonight as we continue in worship. This is your sanctuary. This is your time with the Lord. You know, find that quiet place uh, with him and, and kneel before him and allow God to draw near to you as you draw near to him.
in here that are heavy that have been carrying a yoke that is not theirs Lord God I pray for the burden to be lifted God I pray that we would just walk in the victory that you've already won Lord God we don't have to try anymore we don't have to strive anymore you've already won you've already done it Lord would we walk in the freedom that you've given us freely Lord, it's a gift that you've given. We don't have to, to try for it. We don't have to earn it. We can't. So Lord, would we walk humbly in this victory that you've given us, that it's yours. Would we be reminded of that? That you are the God of victory. You're a God still on his throne who has not lost this war. It all belongs to you.
sing the atmosphere. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. Atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here. Overflowing.
Father 
Separate 
put you know, what we're singing into action and just begin to lay all your fears down at the feet of Jesus, all your doubts, the season of life you're in, whatever it may be, just lay it down. perspective, the things that we're struggling with, that God, we can trust you in every season. We can trust you in all things. And I feel like some of us in here tonight may be feeling like we're drowning underneath the waves. And I want to remind you that Jesus is extending his hand to pull you up, to make you whole, to take that doubt and that fear that you may be feeling and say, it's all right because I'm here with you. But it takes a step of faith. It takes action on our part. Just as Pastor Eric was saying, in surrendering afresh tonight to what the Lord wants to do in and through us. You know, we can ignore the Lord's beck and call. We can... We can say, God, come use me, but our hands are closed and our fists are closed. We're not actually ready for him to come and do the work. But Jesus, we say that we're giving you our yes tonight, that we're opening up our hands and saying, God, here I am. Would you come and renew me? Would you come and refresh me? Would you allow your spirit to wash over me? Because you are all we want. You're the only one that we need.
Jesus, we're saying that we want more tonight. We're acknowledging that we can't do this without you. We don't want to do this without you. We don't want to be ahead or behind, but we want to be step for step with you. Side by side. God, not pushing, not pulling, but walking right where you want us to walk. God, we're saying we're going to start taking steps tonight to trust you with our futures, to trust you moving forward because we know, God, that you're with us every step of the way. And that first step is the hardest. God, we're gonna make that step tonight. We're gonna take that step because we know that you, God, are great. We know that you're faithful and that you're good. And we thank you for that, that we never have to wonder. So we just declare that great are you, Lord, tonight. We want to sing your praises. When people look at us, will they see you?
praise of your greatness to be on our lips. That, you're, that you go before us, God. That you're always behind us. That our past is marked by your goodness and your faithfulness, even when it's hard to see. God, so we want to trust in your goodness, your faithfulness, your mercy. be that of great are you, Lord. And you're worthy of our adoration, of our affection, of our devotion, of the laying down of our lives, God. So Lord, in these, in these areas of our lives where, where we may be doubting, where we may be feeling like it's hard to give it up, God, we want to declare your greatness over those things and allow you in afresh to be our true north, to be our compass, our guide. So we lay it down as we leave tonight. We take hold of Jesus. We thank you for what you're gonna do in our lives, what you've done, what's yet to come. We pray these things in Jesus' name and everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here.